Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about the actionable ideas to help grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me is Luke Acri, President of Reminder Media. What's up, everybody? And today we have another amazing interview for you guys. Our guest today is a top producing real estate agent in Orange County, California. He got his real estate license in 2013 and was recently recruited by one of the top teams in Southern California and is now a sales partner at the Reed team. He currently has over 10,000 followers on Instagram at, at Nick Aaron's real estate. He's an avid surfer and the host of his own podcast called Success in Entrepreneurship and Life that you can find at selpodcast.com. Nick Aaron's, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you for having me on here. It's, yes. it's an honor to be here. Yeah, welcome. It's awesome to have you on. Guys, you got to check him out on Instagram. This guy has the most hilarious stories on Instagram. He's always <laughs> on there. In fact, I was telling our social media team, look out, because August is going to be the social media month of Luke Acre, <laughs> because I've been inspired by all of you guys since the He's... Disrupt Tour, <laughs> and now I am inspired to be posting all the time like you guys are. Uh, but this guy, I actually had the privilege with Nick to speak at a conference, and you guys have heard us talk about it, this Disrupt Tour conference, but this guy's a beast who's utilizing social media to grow his business, but also you know, doing more than just that. And so Nick, I was hoping you could maybe take a few seconds, maybe a couple minutes, and give your 30,000 foot view, your backstory of your life, what's led you on this journey, how did you get into real estate, what's led you to today? And then you know, our audience, they're realtors, financial advisors, insurance agents, all very mm -hmm. similar to you. So they don't usually have huge companies and tons of money. So I really want to dive into kind of how you're growing your business today. And we can kind of pick apart some practical application for our audience so they can apply it to their business. But give us your backstory. I love it. Let's do it. So my backstory grew up in San Clemente, California. It's a little small beach town. I say a small town, but it's got, I think we're up to about 80,000 people. But it's, it's kind of a... It's an interesting town because it has a heavy, heavy surf culture. And so I grew up surfing at the beach, lifeguarding, swimming, playing water polo, which most of the country doesn't even know is, is a sport. I'm getting jealous. Is, is, it, is, it, is it a sport? Well, water, water polo? Water polo ah. is not a sport. <laughs> water sport. polo. That's dangerous, man. <laughs> You're talking to a bunch of Philadelphians right now. <laughs> there's, some fun, there's some fighting going on in water polo. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It, yeah, I, I kind of explain it like the line of scrimmage in a football game, but in eight feet of water. Right. Yeah, you can't touch the bottom. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, water polo helped me get into into college, actually. Went to USC. I had a fantastic time, loved it. And while I was at college, fell in love with a beautiful Swedish girl nice. who is now my wife. And I actually didn't meet her at college, but met her when I was lifeguarding at the beach. Greatest decision of my life was to go up and talk to her. <laughs> and uh, That took a lot of guts, kind of too, I bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was that classic nervous guy, never went up to girls, always terrified. What if they say, no, that's going to hurt my ego so much. I, I may as well just stay over here and hang out and be happy. Dude, that's the greatest sales tip. That's a, that's all you need for this podcast right now. Number one sales tip is, yeah, just don't let your ego. I mean, that's all that's hurting you from going up and starting a conversation with somebody. It's just freaking ego. Oh, yeah, that's it. it the, the, more, the longer I'm in this industry, the more I realize... I'm going to, everybody's going to say no. Yeah. My boss is going to say no. People I'm in a contract with are going to say, no, let's do it this way. Yeah. No is what we're going to hear all day, every day. And we just got to get over that. 
got to get rid of that ego. So anyways, moved to Sweden, was there for 15 months. And ever since I was a kid, I always had an interest in real estate. Not really sure why, just kind of like the idea of homes and people moving and helping them out. And while I was in Sweden, I was on a tourist visa for that whole time, so I couldn't work. So I ended up reaching out to all my fraternity brothers, friends and family, their friends and family, and seeing what books I could read on real estate so I could come back and I could get a career started. So I came back, got my license, and here I am. This is about five years later. Dang, five years later. Okay. And so um, you said I before the podcast, you have five transactions right now in under contract? Yes, I have got five transactions right now. Okay. Yeah, so, and you're out in obviously California, so the prices everybody knows are through the roof. So really well done. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like your first year getting into real estate, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of our listeners, maybe it's their first year in the business. You know, what did you do to start off right away when you jumped into real estate? What was the first thing you did to try to start growing your business and really generating leads for your business? That's actually a really good question. Um, I was really nervous to talk to people, okay. and the I, it's I ended up joining a team, which was a great decision. I highly recommend that for every single person out there to get some sort of guidance, some sort of mentorship, some sort of direction. It's it's phenomenal. Can't can't talk enough about it. But did you I did join the team t- your first year in? I was. Well, let me, let me give a little bit of a preface to yeah. that. So when I first got my license, I was working two jobs at the time. Okay. So I ended up my first year with the license. I was kind of working as a semi-assistant for, for one of the top producers here in town. A uh, great guy and just didn't have the time for it. Legitimately did not have the time for it. I think I did one or two open houses that first year. And kind of a long story short, got presented with, with an option to move to another team that had a ton of business going and it was somebody who said, Hey Nick, I'm going to get you really up and running. Just trust me. I'm going to hold your hand through this and jumped over and went there, quit my jobs. I only had about six months of money worth. Wow. Um, I could only last for probably about six months with that, the amount of money I had in my bank account, jump ship and Love it. try to make it happen. But yeah, it was a ton of open houses. Okay. Every weekend I probably, I probably did 75 open houses my first year. Oh, wow. Okay. It's so funny hearing your story. You know, the other agents that we've interviewed, two similar themes. One is that they partnered up with the top producing broker in their office and they did assistant work to them. And then the other is, you know, they did the open houses and stuff like that. And then the other is that they just kind of jumped head first in. It's almost like they dabbled in it just a little bit in the beginning. And then, you know, basically going, there was I'm, no fall yeah, I'm option. fully committed. I only yeah. have six months in my bank account. I got to make it work Correct. in six months. <laughs> but or, I mean, a so, lot of ramen. <laughs> super common theme. And I think you uh, see I that. I did eat a lot of ramen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super common theme within entrepreneurs. All right. So you started out growing your business. The majority of your leads obviously were coming from open houses. So let's talk a little bit about this social media because you have 10,800 mm-hmm. followers on social media media. Did, when did you start doing your social media? Has that translated into business for you? Walk us through kind of how you got into that and why you chose to start growing your following on social media. Particularly, we're talking about Instagram right now. Yeah. Um, to be entirely honest, Gary Vee. Okay. Hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk right there. That's, that's most of it. That, and that was kind of the, the tipping point once I 
figured out, I was like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's crazy. He's off his rocker. And then six months later, returned to his content and went, okay, no, this guy's onto something. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he is crazy though. I love that guy, but he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I realized every single person I know is on this platform, all of them, they're all on Facebook. They're all on Instagram and it's free. I can blast myself out there as an agent for free at no cost. I don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. The posting is quick and it's easy. And one, one of the things I really did to push it was engaging with as many people as I possibly could on their pages, engaging with their followers on their comment feed in their section. And I made sure to tell every single person to follow my Instagram page. If somebody next to me had an Instagram open, I'd say, hey, let me share a photo real quick. Let, let me go on your Instagram. I'd find myself... And I'd follow myself on their dude, phone. That is brilliant. That's awesome. That's dude. growth hacking. <laughs> yes. Right there. That is growth hacking. That's like the, um, in the olden days, I say olden days, but you know how people would go to grocery stores and they hand out their business cards. That's the new way of handing out your business card is literally going, Hey, pull out your phone. Then let me see your Instagram and literally following. So that's awesome. So you literally started connecting. What I love in just hearing that right there is a tangible application for our audience is you thought to yourself, where are the people I know? Where are they? Where is their attention? How do I reach mm -hmm. these people? How do I network with them? That's the key when you're driving your business is you got to think of your clients and you got to think, where are they? Where are they yeah. spending their time? Where are their eyeballs going? Where is their attention? And for you, you notice right away, hey, all of the people I know are on Instagram. And so you started exactly. engaging with them. So how long did it take you to get up to 10,000 followers? Like, was that something that just started organically happening super fast or has it been a long road for you? Uh, it's, it's been a long road. It's okay. a very, 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 very slow progression. I, I wasn't one of those guys who right out the gates had a ton of followers. Okay. Um, it has been a lot of fun growing it, but I kind of felt there were steps. Once I hit about seven or 800 followers, then it started going pretty quick. And then it kind of, the growth seemed to die down around maybe three or four or 5,000. Then it just kind of jumped it back up again and grew fairly quick. And now it's kind of hanging out just above that 10,000 mark. Okay. Have you and seen that you've gotten a lot of like business from it? Have you started building relationships? Like everybody listening to this is going, okay, I see Instagram as a mm -hmm. tangible tool for me to get out there and get in front of my audience. But they're all thinking the same thing I'm thinking, which is how does that translate to business? Have you experienced it yet? Or you think you're going to experience it? What's your thoughts on that? I have experienced it. Okay. Um, Here's, here's something every single person could post. Uh, are your financial dreams met? Or are you in your dream home? And put up a poll, yes or no. Every single person who says no, send up a DM. Um, one thing I really to make sure of to do with my Instagram page is create genuine personal relationships with, with everybody out there. I'm not putting up just listed, just solds. Nobody in their right mind is going to want to watch just listed or just sold <laughs> or I or I just sold the most expensive property in this community ever of all time and I'm breaking records type of page. Nobody wants to see that. So guys, stop doing that. Create stuff that I like to explain to people, create a one way relationship. It's because engagement's really going one way. They're following my feed. I'm trying to follow their feed, but I got a ton of stuff coming up and I don't see them all that often. So I want to make sure that everybody following me knows who I am, knows my personal life, knows my personality, my quirks, what makes me funny, uh, my successes and my failures as well. And I feel that that creates an actual genuine relationship with these individuals. And that is what's going to create top of mind awareness. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That is, um, I would agree with you 120%. I even look at my own Instagram or even my own who I follow, right? Because a lot of times it's easy to start figuring out what works by just looking at yourself and going, who do you follow? But I follow way more of the personal stuff than I ever do the business stuff. Even on the business people I follow, I'm more interested in seeing some personal stuff about those people than I am about actually even hearing their business stuff. So I think that's great advice that you're giving. Has responding to those polls, you know, when you were talking about that and then DMing Uh people that responded, has that actually led to a lead that converted to a business for you? It has converted to a handful of people. It, I don't have any closed transactions from it at this point. I do have a handful of people who've requested, hey, start sending me market updates. Hey, nice. put me on the MLS system. Or, hey, I'm, I'm looking to move out from Colorado in a couple of years. Uh, let's keep in touch. Awesome. So I'll call them every now and then, give them some updates. Yeah. So, it has, go, keep going. It has generated, it, it has generated organic leads, and it's... It's free. There's no cost to it. That's the beautiful That's thing. The beautiful it's free. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. So the yeah. five transactions you have under contract right now, when you look back, where did those come from? How did you source those? Um, that's a good question. Um, most of them actually all work at the same company. Okay. A majority of these are all working at the same company and they were more or less referrals. Okay. From past clients. And now with those past clients, again, I make sure to follow them on Instagram. I make sure to follow them on Facebook and connect with them and engage with their content again and again and again and again. And the reason I do it is it's genuine because I think it's fun and I do actually enjoy these individuals that I'm connecting with. I love it. So you're using social media as a way to keep in touch with your past clients. You're literally, you're following oh, up. Yeah. So that's a great tip. Every closing at the closing table of every one of your closings, follow your past clients. Now you gave a tip. I don't know if you remember on the panel where you talked about how mm-hmm. you use Facebook. Do you remember that tip that you gave uh, on Facebook about segmentation? Was, was that about making groups? Of yes. People? Yes. Yeah, segmentation. Yeah, yeah. Share that Absolutely. tip because that's an unbelievable tip for our audience to use Facebook to keep track of your people, but share that tip. with All right. Us. So, so I actually had somebody after that come up come up to me and say, man, you're giving away all the best secrets, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) This was, this was a great tip. (laughs) And go to your, go to your Facebook page on the left side and you can make different groups of people and you can label the group, but it's a private group. Only you can see, see this group and, and how it's labeled and create one and title it past clients and add every single past client into that group. Then do one as family, one as social sphere, one as, oh, this is my church group, or oh, this is everybody I play music with, oh, this is everybody I surf with, or whatever social sphere it may be. End up all your friends in all these little groups. And if you can, say, make five groups once a week, say every Monday or every Tuesday, go into one of the groups, look up what every single person is doing in that feed. So all my past clients, I just start scrolling through, and I look up, oh, uh, Natalia went to a dance competition. Or my buddy Ian uh, was out mountain biking last weekend. I'm going to call Natalia, ask her about the competition. Yeah. Now I'm going to call Ian, ask him about the biking trail. And then we keep going down the line. Oh, uh, my past client Sue ended up going back inland to visit family. Oh, how was it out there? It must have been insanely hot. How, you doing all right? How's the home? How's everything else going? And it it keeps the personal relationship going. Guys, that's... And, and we get to have insight into what everyone's doing in a very easy and systematic way. That is an unbelievable hack. That is a great way. And the beautiful thing about that, because all of you are probably thinking, I use my CRM to segment my groups, which is awesome. You should be doing that. 
But what you get by using the social media feed is you get to see what they're doing. And based upon what they're doing, you touched on the key. That technology has empowered you, right? It's enabled you to do something, but you still took initiative and did it, which is use what you found out about them and made a phone call to them and use that in a conversation to build the relationship, commented on their feed. See, a lot of us will do that segmentation and create the groups, but we won't do what actually generates the deals, what actually probably leads to five transactions from referrals from past clients, which is actually reaching out, having the conversation based upon the trip, based upon how it was hot out, based upon what you saw on their social feed. That's what separates you. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah. Well, as, as you know, it's sales and just life in general. It's, it's all about creating relationships. It's not about creating a, I don't know how to phrase this the right way. We don't want to push ourselves onto people. Mm-hmm. We want to, we want people to come to us. Yeah. And the way to do that is to create a, a personal relationship. And we can do that through social media for free as much as we want to. I love it. So let's talk about you're on a team, right? So here mm-hmm. you are, you're successful, you have deals coming in. What, what made you join a team? And then would you encourage agents today to join a team versus going solo? What are your thoughts on that? I would say right out the get-go, join a team. Just do it. Just do it. Don't worry about commission splits. That makes no difference. If you're on a 100% commission split or a 45% commission split, it makes no difference. Join a team and get the training and be in that high production environment. Now, when you join a team, the first team I joined was kind of a mini broker model. There wasn't really much direction or and there wasn't a whole lot of coaching going on. Yeah, you know, I was receiving a phenomenal experience and I got to have my hands involved in hundreds of transactions because it was, like I said, it was just a fantastic situation to be in, but I didn't have a whole lot of guidance or training. And the reason I, I am where I am now is because of that mentorship and that training of somebody who's, who's done well over a thousand deals and genuinely enjoys helping other people succeed. Even if he's five minutes late for a listing appointment, he's going to sit and take the time with me to say, all right, Nick, here's how you should have handled that Zillow lead that came in, that physical call you were on or whatever it may be, because he wants to help other people succeed. And so that is really growing me and growing my business. And the other aspect I think a lot of people need to know about teams is they have to have the mindset of, wanting their teammates to succeed as well. Because when you want the person next to you to succeed, they're, in return, going to want you to succeed just as much. And it's going to create a very, very fun environment. It's a great point. It, that point even applies to sales. I, I was making it on another podcast. But the, the problem salespeople have all the time is there's so much ingrained in thought process about how I get and close the deal, not how I make the person who I'm closing the deal with succeed, how I make mm-hmm. them successful. And once you flip that switch in your mind, which is so hard to flip in any person's mind, because it's really hard not to be hedonistic, selfish, thought, you know, you're just thinking about yourself all the time and flipping that switch to where you go, I'm going to wake up every day and no matter what actually comes to me, I'm going to actually make other people succeed around me. Once you can take that leap of faith and you consistently do it, call it karma, call it whatever you want. It comes back tenfold. So 
have another. I have another question for you. So you've joined a team. You're really huge on teams because of the training it gives you. I I would agree with you from the training aspect that you know one of the biggest problems, at least in the real estate world right now, and this is why 87% of realtors fail within five years, is they're not getting the proper training. They literally take a test mm-hmm. and they get in there. They're not getting the proper training. So you know that idea of getting with someone who's been there, done it before to help is huge. I want to ask you, you know, on your team, you know, a lot of people join teams because of systems, right? Because you find yourself at a point where you're frantic, you're waking up every day, you're running from showing to trying to call leads to you just have no idea what you're going to do during the day. And so you join a team that maybe has it together, that has a process, that has a system. Can you share with us what type of systems you guys use in your business? Do you have systems right now that you're using to help drive success, whether it's lead generation systems or just how you plan your day? Have you looked at your team that way? Have you looked at your day that way and what systems are helping mm-hmm. you? <clears throat> so I, I think that's bifold. I think on a very granular day-to-day operational uh, level, uh, our CRM is follow-up boss. Okay. I know some people use Salesforce. I know it's more expensive, but I heard it's also a very powerful tool. We And then we make sure we, we have all Google systems throughout our whole office here. Okay. And so everything's integrated. So we're, every single one of us is on the same page. I know when all of my sales partners are at different listing presentations, at different showings, inspections, everything. So every single person is in on it together. Now, I'd say the biggest change in the systems we have from where I was to where I am now is mastering my schedule and mastering my calendar and setting reminders through my CRM and just, it's that classic phrase, set it and forget it. All right. I, I know this, uh, this, this lady I've been in contact with and I, I just, I forgot about her. And then she came up on my to-do list of today and said, all right, call her today. She's supposed to have these situations resolved because then we're going to be able to get her into into that stage where she's pre-approved so we can then go buy a home. And it's being, I'm kind of rambling, let me rephrase that. Um, I think it's the idea of being able to create and master a schedule and stick to it and plan ahead and not having anything impact that whatsoever. So we have to go through our daily tasks we have to plan ahead and then plan ahead according to our inspections, our showings, and everything else. And not allow somebody who wants to see something last minute to impact that schedule and that calendar. Because it's going to drive us crazy. It's so funny as the more and more I grow in business and, you know, we have a multi-million dollar company here. And I say that not to, to brag or anything like that, more to just say even at our level of we have a decently sized company, 300 plus employees the simplistic nature of just keeping to your calendar and having a to-do list is what ultimately drives results. And I think a lot of times, at least in my own life, what I've seen is that I look at things like a to-do list as, oh, it can't be like that. It's too, that's too simple. That's not really what will drive success is doing a to-do list or keeping to your calendar this tip that you're giving. But ultimately, it is that simple. It is literally just set your to-do list, do what you said you were going to do on your to-do list. And it's not just one time, it's consistency, right? And so when you set your to-do list or set your calendar, doing that one week, it's like working out. You work out one week, you'll see one week worth of changes, if that, right? But if you do it consistently and you set your to-do list every single day, you set your calendar every single day and you honor that, that is what is ultimately driving success. So let's talk 
talk about what in when you look at your routine, right? What are the three to five things you do every single day that you believe drives success for you? Um, that's a great question. I think it's going to be different for every single person. For me, it's, it's wanting to help people. I genuinely want to help people manage their home as an asset. I genuinely want to help my wife and my family uh, become financially independent. I genuinely want to be able to give back to the community and, and help kids grow. One of my big things is I want to create an after-school program for kids to teach self-awareness and business skills and life skills that they can use forever Love it to help grow themselves. And it's, I think this is all kind of coming back to the same thing. It's finding that bigger purpose, finding that why and digging at that and hitting that point and remembering why I'm showing up every day and why I'm putting in all that work again and again and again, create, which is creating that consistency you're talking about. So you find yourself every single day waking up and just almost like maybe this is not the best way to explain it, but almost like meditating on that why of why you've woken up and why you exist, why you're here today to, you know, and that's what centers you around driving success. Yeah, I think so. When I, when I first wake up, I kind of feel like I'm back at kind of a neutral state. I feel good. I'm rested. But I'm not overly excited. I'm not up. I'm not down. I'm just kind of in that neutral state. And what it does is it really helps prime me and get me ready for the day. It gives me energy. Gives me drive. Reminds me of my purpose, so I can go out and tackle those things without being too exhausted. And and makes me really want to tackle those items on the to do to do list every single day. I love it. I love it. It's so funny because I get the privilege of doing these interviews, right, and doing these podcasts, and. I get the privilege of interviewing multiple people. Successful people, guys, are doing the same thing. It's amazing to see whether it's you or a person we interview. <laughs> Last week, it's literally, hey, I practice gratitude. Hey, I wake up every single day and I remember my why. So as you're listening to this podcast, it's not overcomplicated. I mean, listen, here's a person that's successful, has five deals in California under contract right now. How does he set himself up for success every day? He literally refocuses on his why. So then let's look back and say, okay, knowing what you know now, right? You said you're five years in the business now. Mm -hmm. Yep. So knowing what you know now, what would you do differently Getting into real estate, meaning where would you spend maybe 10x more of your money and time? And then what would you look at and go, I would never do that again. I would never invest my money there. I never put my time there again. Uh, um, one thing I would have started way earlier in my professional career is personal development. I, I think without, Without uh, creating high levels of personal development, it's going to restrict how far we can take our business. The more we develop ourselves, the better tools we have to create relationships, to create income, to create opportunities for ourselves, the better we're going to do. And so I would have started my personal development journey way, way earlier. Um, what would I not do? I would not listen to any gurus. I would stop wasting time watching all kinds of YouTube wow. videos and just really? get out and do it. Just get out yes. and do the work. I, I tried to do too much research on following 30 different people, taking notes on what all of them are doing and take the best practices and only do the... And wasted like six months. I could have just mm. 
found yeah, one guy taking. Yeah. Great tip for new agents. That's a great tip for people that have been in the business for it's years a great tip and for still me. look. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. You got to so stop true. watching the videos. I, yeah. <laughs> Just do it. I, I mean, I, and I still do it all the time. I know. Right. We still do it. <laughs> it's amazing. But understanding, yeah. I mean, what you're saying is understanding that there's a point where you have to stop watching. You have to stop trying absorbing and you just have to get out there yeah. and do it and we talk about this all the time but just fail faster your first nine ideas aren't going to work get to that 10th idea as soon as possible yeah and, and be and we've got to be humble about it and we've got to be humble about what we're good at and what we're not and realize that and the only way to even figure that out is like you just said it's to take action not to put you on the spot do you have a personal mission statement talking about I don't okay i i don't yeah, uh, I do know a lot of people who do. Yeah, and uh, we actually, as a team here, we did come up with a set of core values, and we're going to get them printed on a on a on a rad piece of artwork and put them up in our sales office. Love it, nice. Can't wait to see that show and, up on social media. Yeah. Oh, you'll see it. Don't I worry. Love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it, man. Hey, Nick. Well, it's been awesome, awesome getting to hear your story and how you're producing leads. You know, just to kind of recap for everybody listening to this, I think it's, you know, some of the tangible takeaways on a high level, principle level is wake up every day and remember why you got into this business in the first place. And then don't waste time watching video after video, actually do it in a really tangible way. I think that you talked about enabling them to do it is get on your social media feed. All of you listening to this have Facebook, get on your social media feed and take action on those tips he gave you. If you're using Instagram, he said, engage with the people, start commenting on their posts, DM them. That means mm -hmm. direct message them, have conversations with them. And it wasn't about a just listed or just sold, have conversations with them about what's going on in their life. Then use the Facebook tip that he talked about setting groups up where you actually segment your people from their past clients, your friends and family to your social sphere, use the group feature, start scrolling through every Monday. That was a great tip. And then the last is keep to your calendar. If you don't have a calendar, set up your calendar, set up your to-do yep. list and honor it. Your calendar means something only if you think it means something. So there you have it. Some tips and advice from a top producing agent who is out there working hard every single day and seeing tremendous growth as a result. And more importantly, is consistently focused on his why and that greater purpose driving towards. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here, Nick. Before we hey, thank you guys. <laughs> Before we close, let people know where they can find you and connect with you. Absolutely, thank you guys. It's it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you guys and and talking on this podcast. This is phenomenal content you guys have. I've listened to a ton of them, and I'm going to keep listening to them. Awesome, uh, thank, thank you. you. So keep pumping them out. Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Nick Aaron's Real Estate. That's Nick A H. Just type in Nick A H, and you'll see me right there. Um, <laughs> nice smile with the blue background. Uh, you can also go to the sellpodcast.com. That's S-E-L podcast.com. And finally, uh, my team's, my real estate team's website, which is the readteamhomes.com. R-E-E-D teamhomes.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. If you liked what you heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes and leaving a comment. To get new episodes weekly, subscribe to Stay Paid in your favorite podcast player. Make sure to follow Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also post weekly coaching videos on YouTube. You can search for Reminder Media and look for our Above the Noise series. So for this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri, guys, and I'm going to close with this action item. Take advantage of the tip that Nick gave you on this podcast using your Facebook groups to 
literally segment out your past clients, your friends and family, your social sphere, maybe it's your church group. Use those groups because then you can go see what they're engaging with, what they're doing in their lives. Use that to your advantage to leverage the conversations you can have with them, which build the relationship, which Nick says, that's how you ultimately get deals. That's how you get five under contract is it all starts with a relationship. So use that tip. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer, you heard it from Nick, you're hearing it from me now, is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 